The Poor Man's Morning Portion by Robert Hawker, English Anglican priest, 1753 to 1827. March 28th. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is a force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all whilst the testator liveth. Hebrews chapter number 9, verse 16 and 17. Behold, my soul, how graciously the Holy Ghost hath here represented the necessity of Jesus' death in order that the testament or will he left behind him might have the intended effect. And all the benefits and blessings he bequeathed in it to his people might be fully paid and made over to them for their present peace and everlasting happiness. Now, my soul, mark down for this day's special meditation the many precious things here contained. Observe how very accommodating the Holy Ghost is to explain to thee divine things by the similitude of human transactions. As a man makes his will, So Jesus made his. As what a man gives is altogether a free and voluntary act, so Jesus was not constrained by what he gave in his blessed will. But the whole was the result of his own free, gracious, and everlasting love. And as a man must die before his will can be put in force, so Jesus must and did die, that his testament and will might have the full effect also. But there is one sweet point more to be taken into this account, in which, my soul, thy Jesus has infinitely surpassed all men in this article of their wills. When a man dies, he appoints by will an executor, to whom he must trust the management of of all his effects after his decease. And should the executor prove unfaithful, his best designs for those he loved when living may all fail of the end when he is dead. Now, here lies the sweetness of Jesus' will. He not only made the will, but he himself will see it fully executed For as he died once, in order by his death his will might be confirmed, so he ever liveth to see the whole of his blessed gifts and legacies paid. Precious, precious Jesus, how sure then is thy will, and the certainty of every tittle of it being fulfilled. Now, my soul, there are two grand things which concern thee to inquire concerning the will of the Lord Jesus. The first is, whether thou hast any interest in it. And the second is, what the Lord Jesus hath left behind him. Recollect, my soul, that in this instance, as in the former, when men make their wills, It is to dispose of their effects to their relations, their friends, and their families. Jesus also hath his relations, his friends, his family, 
Yes, thou, dear Lord, thou condescendest to call thy people, thy spouse, thy brethren, thy children, thy jewels, thy redeemed. My soul, dost thou claim relationship to Jesus? Canst thou prove or hast thou proved his will? Is Jesus thine husband? Hath he betrothed thee to himself? Again, hast thou the marks of a child in God's family? Art thou born again? Again, if you are his, then hast thou his spirit? For he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. If you are a child of God in a joint heir with Christ, then art thou under his divine leadings? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. If thou hast these marks of relationship, thou mayest safely look for his gifts. Surely Jesus hath remembered in his legacies his spouse, his children. And oh, what an inventory wilt thou find, my soul, under the second inquiry, when thou hast fully proved the first. Oh, what legacies, what gifts, what an inheritance art thou entitled to by the will of Jesus. All temporal blessings, all spiritual blessings, all eternal blessings, pardon, mercy, peace in the blood of his cross, the sweet enjoyment of all providences in this life and the sure possession of everlasting happiness in that which is to come. Oh, how true was it, my God and Savior, when thou didst say, quote, I will cause them that love me to inherit substance, end quote.